We're going to talk about sex, baby. It's a tale of two singles, episode 23. We've got a special guest to talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Enjoy! One, two, three, woo! Hello. 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 <laughs> Hannah, thank you so much for joining us today for A Tale of Two Singles. It's so great to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yes, we're excited. Mm. We've had a lot of excited listeners messaging in because this episode is all about sex. Mm-hmm. And Hannah, you spend a lot of your time talking about sex these days. So please could you just <laughs> introduce ourselves. Introduce ourselves, sorry. Introduce yourself. <laughs> Tell us who you yeah. are and why we've brought you on today. I mean, I don't know why you've brought me on, but maybe it's to do with talking about sex. I, I have found myself talking about sex a lot recently. It's never something I thought I would be talking about. Um, but yeah, I'm studying sexology. I'm doing a diploma. Um, yeah, that's... And then I guess I've just taken to social media to try and break a few stigmas and especially for Christians, mm. talk about some things, talk about actual biological things as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm finding it, I'm loving it, trying to speak to people and trying to help them to feel less awkward. Although it's a very awkward <laughs> conversation to have a yeah. lot of the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's partly why yeah. we brought someone else in, so that me and Sarah weren't just being <laughs> awkward together. <laughs> Yeah. yeah thank yeah. you taking one for the Genuinely. team so we really appreciate that um, and for people who don't know what is a sexologist and why have you decided to become one? Oh, what's a sexologist that's a good question maybe I just looked up the definition before I <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, I'm basically studying sex um, like biologically all the different aspects of it um, like contraception pregnancy and just sexuality through lifetime so puberty, menopause, everything in between. Um, and yeah, I guess people work in it just to, a lot of the time therapy, that's not what I'm training in. Mine's just a diploma in sexology. So I, I just did it because I was talking to people about sex in the church. Well, people were coming mm. to me and speaking to me about it because I was being open about my story. Um, and as much as I felt fine talking about it, I wanted some kind of actual backing on what I was saying Mm. so I was finding I was talking about sex but thought I I don't really have any qualification to be saying these things and also I wanted a broader knowledge so that's why I've ended up doing it and yeah yeah, it's not really something that I thought I would ever do but (laughs) I love it now yeah I feel I feel like in my place when I'm doing this kind of thing talking about this kind of thing yeah it's great that is so that is so Mm. good so I guess you kind of touched on it there a bit so you said that people were talking to you a lot about sex because of your story so would you mind Mm -hmm. sharing with us what your story is yeah I mean I'll try and make it brief okay (laughs) it can be a very long one so I'll try and summarize thanks um yeah, so for me, I guess I never really considered even sex uh, bef- whilst I was young, definitely not whilst I was younger. When I was a teenager, I've always been in the church, so um, mm. it was kind of just like sex is for marriage, and I feel like that's all I really thought about it. 
Then I got a boyfriend when I was just turned 16. I told myself I wanted to wait till I was 16 to get a boyfriend. <laughs> and he asked me out like the day before. <laughs> said, yeah, anyway. Oh, um, <laughs> and that's, he's my husband. He's my husband now. Oh. But um, yeah, so we were just turned 16. Mm-hmm. I was turned 16. He was like maybe 18. And um, so then all of a sudden, you know, started kissing. And I was like, oh, you know, there is something to this sex thing. Like, I never really knew why people wanted to do it so badly until I had someone that I wanted to do it with. Mm-hmm. Um, and But we decided that we wanted to be celibate mm-hmm. until we got married. So we did. And it was a long four years, <laughs> a journey, especially when we were teenagers. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it was intense. Um, yeah. And then got married, couldn't wait for the wedding night. And then it was just like, um, I think basically the opposite of whatever I ever thought it mm. would be. Up until the point of getting married, we like I really, really wanted to have sex. It was, it was obviously it was difficult for us to not have sex. So, and then yeah, it was I was terrified on our mm. wedding night, and um, so you know like it was fine, but you know we didn't have sex, and then we'd try again the next day and it was just like this thing isn't working out how's this not working Mm. and it was like maybe a few months before we actually managed to have sex and then even after that over the next three years I think we had sex four times wow so we'd waited four years for this and you know really felt like it was the right thing to do and then when when we were allowed to do it (laughs) it was kind of okay it just wasn't working out and so then yeah, it was a journey of us both figuring out how do we be married and probably more for Ben's sake because <laughs> I was just like in this state of like, I was really upset, but I was very anxious around anything. We we struggled to even talk about it because it was, we, we were newlyweds. We, we hadn't lived together before. Yeah. So we were trying to adjust, adjust to living together, mm-hmm. like managing finances, but then also on top of this, this big subject that was so difficult to talk about. Um, I went to counselling and tried to get some help to figure out maybe why I was feeling like this and it was helpful but I don't feel like it was necessarily the answer honestly like we would pray and pray and it was just the main thing that we wanted to break through with uh, in and you know Ben was great Mm. Um, I feel like if I was married to anyone else I'm not sure you know it would have been as as easy as it was he was really um good but I'm sure he really struggled and I did I, you know I was struggling because I was like why can't I do this yeah. why isn't this working out for us anyway I think it was like maybe three years um on I mean you probably don't need to know this graphic detail it was on <laughs> December 31st it was like it was New Year's Eve <laughs> and honestly I, we'd been praying and it was actually you know how sometimes in churches the um I don't know if you do this the title like the year um, oh. give the year a name okay or you know like something that we were going to pray into and yeah it, this was the year of breakthrough <laughs> um and you know we'd been praying all year um and then yeah uh, December 31st it wasn't like anything I wasn't completely fine with it but yeah. I it's almost like the anxiety the intense anxiety around it just relaxed a little bit so it meant that we could start our journey so really we only started our journey um with sex like three years maybe it was four years I don't know into marriage um yeah it was not great and not fun and really not what I expected yeah so then after that 
um, we just started looking into like maybe what what was the what was the reason of that? I mean, it came from somewhere, and um, yeah, so that's the journey I've been on since figuring out maybe what that was, why the instant yeah. switch of sex being so wrong, yeah. which is what I thought, to it just being perfectly fine. That yeah. was a really difficult switch for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, like so. That is a big transition <laughs> mentally. <laughs> yeah. To go through. Yeah. Did you feel like, were you able to talk to other Christians and people in your church about what was happening or did everyone think everything was fine? Yeah, everybody thought it was fine. Because, and this is partly why I I talk about it now, obviously, that's why I talk about it now. My mum and my sister knew, I've got got three sisters, Mm -hmm. I told the eldest, um, Rach, she knew, um, because she got married in that time as well and I was kind of like wondering like why is everything fine there it's not fine here but no we we didn't talk about it and I think because we were embarrassed yeah and everybody was just everybody else's sex life seemed to be fine Mm -hmm. I mean I know it isn't (laughs) but I would say is it's not but nobody was talking about it nobody was saying about you know I've struggled with this or we struggle with that because there was kind of no place to talk about that so yeah yeah we was yeah so my mum was really helpful but yeah we were just kind of isolated I'm not even sure Ben told anybody actually mm. it was a really difficult time and we'd you know we wanted to have children as well yeah I mean I was really young and now I'm glad that we only had children later on yeah <laughs> but I would have had children you know in my mind I would have had children straight away yeah. and you know we had to have that conversation of like do you want to do we want to stay together mm-hmm it was more me saying to them, like, do you want to be in this marriage if this is a sexless marriage, if yeah. that isn't part of the marriage? Um, and I gave him that get out clause a few times mm-hmm. because genuinely it felt like there was no, there would be no end to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it's in the past. Yeah, no, I bet. I bet. I guess like, yeah. so, sorry, I'm jumping with another question, but um. But so you said like there was a lot of anxiety kind of around it. Mm. So I guess and you were trying to figure out what that anxiety came from or where that struggle was. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think? I mean, have you figured out like where did that? Where do you think that came from? Was it part of the message around sex is only till marriage and that's it? Like you don't even engage with it, don't think about it, then marriage and then it's okay. Like, could that have played a part in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely I think that was part of it. And, you know, I don't think I came from... I'm still at the same church now. Like, we've, I've been raised and stayed in the same church. I think it was obviously, it was a different time. Mm-hmm. It was a different time. Like, I'm 30 now, so this was, like, a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think the message was kind of, like, sex, sex is wrong mm-hmm. unless you're married. Um. So I, I think even when, you know, I'm like got a boyfriend and I'm feeling like aroused and interested in sex, even that was like so, I felt like it was so bad. And we would always, like if we'd even like push the boundaries a little bit, like I'm not even, we were, we didn't really do much at all. We would go and, you know, speak to our youth leaders and, you know, tell them where we were at. And I, and I, I, I actually think it was good to have that accountability, I do. And I still wouldn't have changed the decision that we made to wait until we were married to have sex. But I think that for me, I felt so strongly that this is wrong. But when I'm married, this is okay. 
that yeah that switch from like for me like honestly I felt like it was one of the worst sins you know that I could possibly do um and you know it's not it's funny because you know my sisters haven't had the same journey as me we've all got different journeys we're all from the same so I think it's like the way we've interpreted what we've heard Mm -hmm. then I guess not having any space really to ask those questions was difficult so yeah sorry to answer your question I do think it was to do with that also people spoke to me about how painful the first time was Mm. and and so I was going into the wedding night I was thinking this is going to be horrendous and that's what I told myself this is going to be so painful you just got to get through it and there was a slight bit of pain and I was like no and I think that's part of it as well Mm. yeah so I think just a combination of things probably a bit of my personality as well you know yeah I don't like I'm not great with change and I think I probably just expected myself to just (laughs) like literally four years four years of like stopping ourselves having sex and then all the next second it's perfectly fine Mm -hmm. and yeah my brain just didn't work like that Ben had been in a previous relationships he'd had sex before like he was just like ready he was like how have we waited four years let's get on this he was not expecting another yeah. three years on top you know it yeah. wasn't great oh. yeah I do I definitely think that was part of it mm. yeah and, and people not really speaking about issues around sex unless it was like things you were doing when you shouldn't be yeah or like heinous crimes but the actual like in between yeah. is very silent and very yeah. like oh you know you're married now so everything must be great and I just don't think that's the case yeah for most people what do you think would be helpful for like the church and just other Christians to do like what could people have done better that maybe would have helped you or at least helped you to feel like you could have been open about it and how can we as Christians in the church now talk about sex better so that actually hopefully other people don't have to have this same experience do you know what's been really helpful for me um, in my studies and in my own kind of like thinking and uh, reflecting on things? I think talking about sexuality um, across your lifetime is really important. Mm. So, you know, like ch- ch- even so what's really helped me in my studies is learning actually about that's what I've been learning about, like sexuality across um your life Mm. including like from a child and how biologically things are changing into puberty you know as a single person I mean I've never been a single adult so I don't know Mm. you know I don't know what that's like and I mean a bit I I know this is you don't want me to say this but I'm a bit envious that I've not had that and I'm sure you'd say (laughs) there's really great parts of that I I do wish that I could um experience that you know um but yeah like and then even like marriage, divorce, if you became widowed one day, does that, is there not sexuality in all those parts of your life? For me, there is. Yeah. Yeah. And I I almost wish that if that had kind of been talked about a little bit more, Mm. then feeling those things would have been uh, seen as, as an acceptable part of biology. Yeah. So as much as it is, you know, this, there's things that we listen to, to God on and we want to be obedient in and there's things that clearly aren't helpful for us in terms of sex and sexuality. Mm-hmm. He did create our bodies with these biological properties and th- th- these are the processes that you go through. 
Yeah. And those in themselves aren't wrong. You know, for, you know, if you experience arousal, that's the way that your genitals are made yeah. to experience arousal. <laughs> like that is the fact. Yeah. Now, like what you do on the back of that or what's created that in the first place, those are the things that we question. But in terms of like the way your body works, that's part of it. So I feel like to understand that part that you can experience sexuality in all parts of your life and sexuality isn't a, an act of sex necessarily, I think would have been really helpful. And yeah. I feel like it's really helpful in at least disarming people to be able to be open about what's going on with them. Because mm-hmm. if we just box sex into marriage and then everything outside of that is just so wrong, mm-hmm. that that really only leaves space for sex within marriage. But sexuality is, whether you're married or not, you experience it. It's not something that just happens when you get married, which is what I expected. <laughs> it doesn't work like that for me. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, I don't know if that helps. But, yeah, I no. think that's, that's really important yeah, that does, for me anyway. That does help. That actually leads us on to one question that we had, okay. which is, like, actually, how can we better know and engage with our sexuality? And is it important, like, to know your sexuality and experience it? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. But the, I guess the thing that I find difficult is how people express that themselves. Mm. So, you know, for, for, for me to say that could either like unlock all kinds of things for someone or just help someone feel comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. When I talk about embracing sexuality, mm. I think about it outside of my sex life mm-hmm. so when I think about my sexuality it's nothing to do with me being married and having sex it's about me feeling comfortable in who I am understanding my own body how it feels how it looks why do I feel that way why do I not feel that way what do I love to do that makes me feel sexy and empowered and a lot of that to be honest isn't to do with like me going home and having sex it's to do with me thinking like what makes me feel like when I'm studying this is only something that I've figured out since I started studying <laughs> so I left college I've not been to uni and I'm not I don't love I do not love studying <laughs> but I love accumulating knowledge and I love asking questions to people and mm. in those environments I feel really empowered I feel really sexy and like that to me that's what I feel like is a great way of understanding your sexuality of like how do I interact with people Mm. what makes me feel good what makes me feel like uncomfortable to me that's all part of your sexuality how you are socially with people um yeah Yeah. so I I feel like maybe that I don't know does that make sense to you yeah I think it does because I think like you said earlier like so often we're told that like sexuality and sex Right, like you only experience sexuality within sex and actually I think it's a different like well it's not totally different but it's like part of that but it's something that is beyond just the act of sex and I think like it's something that is being created and I think it's intrinsically within us and we need to understand that and like you said it can make us feel empowered or good within ourselves a sense of self-esteem even in I think when we shut that down, we lose sometimes a part of who we are. Yeah. I mean, God created us this way Mm. with these properties. And I feel like 
you know, if it was something that was only created for within sex, sexuality I'm talking about and mm. how you feel um, sexy and etc., then surely would have made it in a way that that's only something that happens during sex or... Yeah. But it's not. Mm. And so do I think that there should be, like, boundaries, obedience? Yes, mm. I do. But I also think that, you know, you feeling empowered, you being comfortable in your own skin, even, like, okay, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go graphic. <laughs> Feel free to put this bit out. But, you know, even, like, um, you know, even knowing what body parts you have, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about gentles, to actually know what they are, what they mm. work like yeah. is important for just mm. literally for you mm-hmm. as for your own individual self. I just feel like so many people don't, especially as Christian women, mm. don't even know what that is because, you know, it's even that in itself is taboo. I'm not talking about masturbation. I'm talking mm. about actually knowing what gentle parts you have. It's important. Yeah. And almost like I would say before I got married, um I didn't know that and then I was expecting just like to be free and easy with somebody like I didn't even know what was going on like I don't even know what I had so you know I I know it might be a bit graphic but yeah I feel like that part of knowing who what what our bodies are about Mm. what we think how we think why we think that way that's all part of our sexuality I think yeah yeah you are just seamlessly like weaving us through all of the things we've talked about. Absolutely nailing this. Because we so in most of our episodes, um, as you know, we normally try and challenge a myth. And one of the myths that we'd been sent was um the idea that women aren't sexual beings. And I think it's often this kind of idea that we're taught maybe as teenagers in church that like guys want to have sex that's what Mm -hmm. they're thinking about so don't dress sexy don't wear short shorts like and it's all this idea that like that's what men want and women like are not sexual Mm -hmm. beings and then as you say yeah suddenly you get married and then oh you want to have sex it's all great so what what would kind of be your idea or your thoughts around that like are women sexual beings and (sighs) if we are like how can we try and break that kind of idea down what do you think I know you don't want me to ask you that. You go, Sarah. I mean, I think, yeah, 100%. Like, as you say, this is how our bodies are created. But I think there definitely is the idea. Yeah, as you like what you've said, I think it's probably the case for a lot of single Christian women that actually you're unwilling to even get to know your body because you think that it's actually wrong to have sexual feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet somehow it's okay for, you know, guys do that and it's somehow yeah. your job to stop guys yeah feeling right. that way and actually it's, yeah. it's not helpful and I'm not saying that that's what all Christians think at all but I think there's like an underlying mm-hmm. feeling within some Christian circles that that's or well, someone said in this myth so it's obviously something that people yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. do believe yeah I, I, do, I agree I think it's it, I feel like it's damaging because if you are somebody that feels if you are a female that feels sexual and you maybe you're not married, let's just talk about like not being married because mm. that's probably the the con- uh, place they're talking from. If you are a female and you feel sexually attracted or like anything, mm. for you to th- to think that you're not a sexual being and that that is so wrong is damaging in itself. Yeah, and and especially if you know maybe 
you just because you're a female doesn't necessarily mean that you don't want to have sex. Mm. You know, there's the, the whole thing of like men have bigger sex drives, women do. And if you're a woman that feels like, yeah, you have a really strong sex drive, then even that in itself is like, oh, like there must be something wrong with me. I shouldn't be feeling like this. No, I think, yeah. And I do think still a little bit now that's the case. Exactly what you said about uh, boys versus girls, men versus women. Yeah, I know, like, when we were in youth, the boys would always have, like, the porn and masturbation talk. Mm. Like, at the, at, when we went away to, like, Keth and Lee or, like, youth camp, they'd always have, like, a, a, the boys are all going to go away now for, like, a little chat. The girls, you can all just, like, go and have a worship session or something, <laughs> you know. It wasn't really, it yeah. was like, oh, of course, like, you girls, that's not going to be anything on your mind. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think it probably was for a lot of the girls and mm. maybe that makes those kind of things go even more underground as a female yeah. maybe you feel like if you are struggling with any of those things there's no way you can tell somebody yeah. because surely nobody else is yeah because we're not having those conversations mm-hmm. um and I think times have probably changed and I definitely think like half of the the girls in youth at my church like probably know a lot more than I ever did at their mm. age and I feel like generally like young women are a lot more liberated and hopefully we'll will get a chance to speak about those kind of things um but yeah I definitely think that women are sexual beings mm-hmm. and I think you were we were made that way just like men were um and yeah I don't think it's a great I think we need to make space for men and women to be in this conversation and yeah um, you know, it not just be not just men leading the conversation and not male dominated things that we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I think like by like even like se- like separating that out, like we're automatically women have lost power and have been excluded from a conversation and made to feel shame automatically around mm-hmm. any sort of sexuality because that's yeah. not something that we deal with which is absolute bollocks <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. just to say it like <laughs> it is yeah. but I think like you know and we need to I think by offering like having the opportunity to have a conversation a rational conversation where we can actually express it and talk about it is giving power and then I think from that we, we're able to make better choices and it and understand ourselves better and there's freedom in that and then there's less shame and the ability to make you know wise choices and honor yourself better and the other people around you better I think yeah do you know like even speaking about this now I think about when I was younger and if any kind of sexual misconduct had happened in the youth or like the youth leaders or something Mm. it was I even feel like I felt so horrendous that a female had been involved in it. Like almost maybe like I felt like, oh, it's kind of, yeah, I expected it from him. Mm. But, you know, oh, she's like been up to that. Oh, she's pregnant. Oh, like what's she been up to? And yeah, I think even that in itself is, you know, it takes two to tango and Mm. it that clearly shows our bias and yeah I do think things are changing and I hope that they are um but yeah even when I think about when we were younger that's how I felt like I was very judgmental towards women in like any kind of sexual circumstances this is why when I say like I never thought I'd be doing this Mm. it's 
it's because I'm trying to undo probably a lot of things that I've not helped with as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think back to when I was a youth leader and I hope that I've not done too much damage in myself. And I feel like, yeah, this is all part again of sex and sexuality being a journey and us not just, you know, where we are right now won't be where we'll always be. Yeah. You know, well, we'll hopefully change and move forward and experience new and different things depending on where we are in our life. Absolutely. And um, I guess like one of the other questions that we've got is through your research, what are some of the common questions about sex or struggles around sex that you have like found out about or that you see kind of cropping up? Mm, I would say in terms of my actual studies, it's not faith, it's not faith based. Mm. So that's just like uh, general but on so I have an Instagram account called the missionary position mm-hmm. um we love where the we name. talk about sex <laughs> from the position of a missionary um, which people just die when they're like oh I like the name of your account what does it mean I'm like oh well do you want to know more um yeah do you know people seem to a lot of I would say mostly women engage with it um I do have some males that do as well like inappropriate dms from a lot of people that i don't know Mm. but you know inappropriate questions but there's a lot of boys as well that interact with it in a positive way Mm. but it's mostly women um and i think a lot of them have experienced uh, struggled with exactly what i did kind of the Mm. understanding that like sex isn't okay and then it's just okay and not really understanding why or the journey to that um yeah and people ask a lot about you know masturbation is a big subject that people want to know about Hmm. which you know I don't know how much I have to say on that really I'm still trying to like this is what I mean about I'll keep saying it because for me this is one of the most important narratives is that we're we're on a journey all the time and I feel like I'm having to change not having to change I feel like my mind is changing on some things that maybe were so set at one point yeah um I'm trying to find out in the bible like okay so what does this say what does this Mm. mean try and take it for what it actually what God's actually trying to say as well not try and make it what I think would be nice if it said or be a lot easier if it said this Mm. which you know it is hard not to do sometimes especially when you think oh you know these people just want to do this or they just want a bit of help and mm. anyway I'm blabbering now <laughs> um but yeah I don't I, to be honest I don't really know I think people just what my, my overall thing would be that people are struggling a lot more than we think mm. and especially married people yeah um you know and I think not having a, a place and a space to talk about those things um, means that people don't. And, yeah. you know, either that means that they don't deal with that issue in the marriage and a lot of people end up separating over things like this because they think there's no there's no answer. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got problems in our sex life. Obviously, there'll be problems elsewhere. But, you know, we've got problems in our sex life and if they don't speak to somebody, then, you know, then that's it. It, it can't be... Um, undone and I, that's I just don't believe that's the case mm. and you know I said that's what I had to go to therapy to try and make that mm. not the case and I don't I don't regret it at all it was really helpful for me mm. um but yeah 
that people people always are struggling and if we give people space to speak about it and to be open about it then Mm. you know at least it can start a conversation yeah and us being open I think is like people that we are with friendships in the church you know I think if we're a little bit open about where we are it kind of gives people a bit of a a door to think oh can I talk to you about this and I I think that's just really helpful for people to have Mm. yeah definitely we got a question from or a message from a listener who said which made me like quite sad really to hear that um she said it'd be great to hear how sex before marriage from those for those outside or new to the church is viewed. In my experience, it's so difficult to come into the church having had sex before becoming a Christian. And so kind of my idea, well, my question is, I guess, for people, how can we make it so that actually people feel accepted whether or not they've lived up to this kind of perhaps unreasonable <laughs> expectation that they will not have any kind of sexual journey before they enter yeah. a church? Um, Sorry, it's a big. I, I mean, I was, no. <laughs> you know, I'm, I didn't experience that. Mm, I'm sure mm. Ben won't mind. I haven't checked, but I'm sure he won't mind. You know, Ben had uh, was a Christian and had sex mm. outside of marriage with his girlfriends when he was younger. Um, oh my gosh, actually, I don't know if his mum knows that, but hopefully, she won't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I don't think she will. I don't think she will. Just don't tell her about it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just joking. She probably knows. Um, she does now. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he just took, um, he came and I, I guess, I, I definitely think that, of course, I feel like people outside of church probably just see Christians being like, sex before marriage is so wrong. And, and, and like, there's no place if you're in that kind of relationship and, yeah, that, of course, that's hard then for somebody to think, oh, I can come along, especially if they're still in a relationship, they're still mm. having sex and they just want to explore Christianity. If that's the kind of message that we're giving off, that's really, mm. A, really unfair because if they've not even got a relationship with mm. Jesus, how are they being changed by him in mm. the first place? Um, but then also, you know, it doesn't give them place to feel accepted. And, you know, in our church, we have people who, serve they're living together they don't they're not married um but you know we say god jesus is changing us all the time if you got a relationship with him you know let's engage with god and and let him do the transformation work mm. it's not our place to do that we can speak you know into people's lives and try and help with that but ultimately it's not our place to do that and i think that when the church is so judgy on things like this it makes no room for people that want to come and experience Jesus. And, you know, he he accepts us wherever we are and how we are. And it doesn't mean he'll let us stay that way in all different, on the whole spectrum. Mm. It doesn't mean that we can just stay that way, but he he accepts us to come as we are. And I think we need to be a lot more like that, Um, especially with people who are just like in a relationship or just seeking out Jesus or like are struggling with the sex and sexuality that is a, a normal struggle and mm. yeah we just need to be open and try and but I mean I guess I, to be honest I think that's down to the individual you know to do that work and to to get to the point where they can be more accepting of yeah. people as they are yeah. mm. 
Yeah, I like that because I think it really is around actually let's love and meet people exactly where they are and let's accept people because that's exactly what Jesus did. He never actually spoke condemnation. Yeah. It was always let me just speak life and love to you. Yeah. And I think we need to perhaps come off our high horses <laughs> sometimes and actually yeah. say, you know, let's let's like open up this discussion and let's, you know be loving let's not judge let's not condemn mm. yeah. yeah before we let you go um as you know some listeners sent in some questions so we've made a little quick fire round mm. we did it for yeah. our last interviewee oh, she liked it so <laughs> okay. we're doing it again so it's okay. just quick you know one sentence or even one word answers i'm handing over okay. to geraldine because <laughs> They're hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Sarah's like, I don't want to do these ones. I'll take the hit. Okay, so the first one is, what's the most important thing for people to know about sex? Um, that God created it, and he created it with boundaries, but he created it. Great. So it, it's good. Great. Okay, next one. Are sex toys appropriate? In marriage. Yeah, I think so, as long as it's respectful to each other, yeah, and you both want to do it. Yeah. Great. That's what I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. What do you think about sexual fantasies? Um, that people probably have them and it's normal. Um, and maybe depending, don't act on it depending what it is. But maybe if it's a, a mutual thing, then maybe it's yeah. not that bad. Yeah. Um, next one. Um, top tips to navigate your first time. Oh, okay. This might be a few more, a little bit of a longer answer. Is that okay? That's fine. Um relax take the pressure off it does not need to look the way that you think it needs to look and also there's things that you can do in advance to help it be less painful and to make it feel more comfortable and i would also encourage people to do that yeah great and then the final if it doesn't happen if it doesn't happen the first time you can try the next time yeah. or the next time yeah. you can even try three years down yeah. the line but it'll work eventually <laughs> <laughs> just a, like a full story on perseverance pays off yeah, yeah. Um, and the final one is quick one sex or chocolate chocolate yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean I eat chocolate every night yeah. I don't have sex every night so chocolate yeah that's the win great thank <laughs> you um, is there anything else you would like to say kind of around the topic of sex sexuality um, that we haven't asked you that you're like obviously this is the key piece of information and they've missed it completely because they've just gone away. No, I don't think so. I just think, you know, we're all on a journey and mm. you've just got to understand that, yeah, you experience sexuality on every part of that journey and it looks different. You might feel frustrated that you can't experience it to the fullness that you want to right mm. now or it's in a different way, but that doesn't mean that it'll always be like that. And, you know, there's ways that you can experience sex and sexuality in whatever mm. stage of life you're at yeah great and we can all have chocolate so <laughs> we can all have chocolate and to be honest like does eating chocolate make you feel sexy yeah, yeah. so i would say that's part of sexuality <laughs> Everyone. oh thank you so much hannah it's been such a pleasure having you with us welcome thanks for having me i hope it was okay no you're wonderful remind everyone how they can find you if they want to hear more from you so i'm on instagram um, at the missionary position 
or just at Hannah Tarbuck, but there's nothing happens on that one. So I just follow the missionary position. Great. Yeah, that's where, that's the only place I am. Great. Thank you so much. And thank you for what you're doing, because I think it's so needed. Um, so we really appreciate that you are speaking about this. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs>